Reef Therapy by Reef Builders is powered by ICP Analysis. What's in your water? Hey, Reef Builders, welcome to Reef Therapy session number 70. Today, we're going to go through some tank-based therapy comments. I'm I'm interested to know what your guys' favorite coral keepers coral are. I'll explain a little bit later. And remember, if you want 10% off an ICP test, RT10 at icpanalysis.com. We've had a bunch of people say, hey, uh, use that code. Thanks for the thanks for the dollars off. Because, I mean, if you're getting regular ICP tests, then you might as well uh, use the code RT10 and get some money off of that. First, let's welcome Mark back. Mark. Hey. You look lighter. I am. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a good trip. How was backpacking? It was great. Uh, you know, I, I have three friends, and I've been backpacking with them or, or doing paddle trips, one or the other, depending on if there's a river there for 20 years. And every year, you know, you're at your local bar, trip planning and the beer takes hold and you escalate like what if we go here what if we go there (laughs) and so we kept escalating to some pretty interesting crazy places and now those same three guys and i we all have kids and those kids are old enough to take camping and we're like all right let's level down but like take the kids with us so that's what we did this year and it was a lot of fun so how did the kids fare with all that Good. We went to the uh, Eastern Sierras, if anybody knows what that's about, but um, uh, just the eastern slope of the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California, kind of rolling off into Nevada. And, uh, you know, I think everybody saw the news. California has had record-breaking snowfall, and all that snow is now melting. And so all the creeks and the rivers are just blown out, like you can't even fish in. You know, if you fall in, you're you're gone kind of thing. Um, so it was a little bit like, oh, you know, uh, this trip where we're taking eight year olds and seven year olds, like, how's that going to go? But it magically all worked out. Um, the permits we had didn't work out cause those areas were still frozen over, but, uh, we found some good alternate plans and the kids did great. My son, you know, he's just walking across snow and, you know, big cliffs and like just I, everything that like helicopter parent worried about like oh how's he gonna he was just like yeah no it's fine um we were in the tent one night and it just started hailing um and i know this because i had to go take a leak at like three in the morning and (laughs) i was like oh those thunder sounds bad i better go take a leak and then like all of a sudden you're getting hit by little little golf balls and you're like well this sucks Uh. um and i crawled back into my tent and it's just thundering and things are hitting the tent and i was like oh this kid's gonna freak out my son like he woke up for like five seconds he's like hey dad are we gonna be okay and i was like yeah we're gonna be fine he's like okay and just went right back to sleep (laughs) meanwhile i laid there like is the tent gonna hold you know um so yeah good trip good trip that's awesome uh, is this, this is not a trip where you go to a local fish store in the area, right? <laughs> no, no, there's no local, there's fish catching, but they're not saltwater yeah. variety. So yeah. lots of trout, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like these are like, those memories are the core memories that the, you know, your kids are going to take with them forever. I'll never forget, uh, you know, growing up in the Midwest, our lakes and ponds are okay, but we go to Minnesota every once in a while and you oh, just yeah. get the clear water you know northern fish and walleye and you can see you know you're up on the boat and you can see 15 20 feet all the way to the bottom and fish down there it's like i'll never forget any of that my mom hated it she wanted to go to like the mall of america the entire time but you know all of us all of us kids we loved it you know in the lake every day playing it was it was a ton of fun so 
Uh, yeah, Boundary Water Canoe Area, northern Minnesota. I've been there like eight times. I love it. I love Minnesota. Yeah. We're like right around Leech Lake area. Yeah, it's I know like, that. Uh, I think north of St. Cloud a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad used to vacation in Longville, and Longville is is famous for turtle races. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you go you go to the center of town. It's a small town. You go to the center of town, and there's all these like turtle rental vendors, and you go and you pick out a turtle. You, you rent can it rent like a turtle, <laughs> five bucks, and then you you know everybody, all the kids sit in the middle with their turtles, and whichever turtle goes to the outside of the circle first is the winner. Uh, I don't think mine moved more than like you know six feet or something like that. But I mean those are those are like those fun things, you know. So if we have any Minnesota listeners, let us know in the comment section for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Raj, what you drinking tonight? I got the Terrapin Luau. Okay. Oh, did you not find the baby? Was it the baby I, Jesus? The sweet baby Jesus. Sweet I looked, baby Jesus. <laughs> and I have not found it yet, but I'll, okay. I'll find it. Um, there, there's a... There's a liquor store close to me that has a ton of beer, and I haven't had a chance to swing by there yet, so that's going to be my next stop. I actually thought about it today, but I had meetings that was running late, and I'm like, you know what? I just don't. I can't do it. I can't stop. I need to go home, take a power nap, um, and then jump on this uh, jump on this call. When do we get Sweetwater to sponsor us? Because I think we've brought them up so many times. That, I think I might need I mean, to make a call, right? I mean, they're not right? that yeah. far from us, or maybe just yeah. we stop by. Throw them a of course, something. I mean, like I saw like a week ago, Ed Sheeran just dropped into the brewery and like you know drank a bunch of beers and played a song. So they're you know they might be like wreath therapy. What? Like, yeah, <laughs> I think they. But he doesn't know yeah. corals and fish. Come on. That's right. Well, and how much would it cost to sponsor us? I think by sponsorship, we just mean you and I get local, right. you know, beer. That's it. Like, I don't need cash right. just to fund just, my my liver habit, you know? That's it. I mean, it would cost them tens of dollars in beer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, if you remove all the retail markup, it's like, yeah, here's a keg. Just shut up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> of course, the podcast might drastically change at that at that point you know i don't know we might get to reef stuff earlier uh, yeah that's true i was <laughs> or it I just was might a... be like i love you no i love you i love you man <laughs> and i love your I turtles t- turtles <laughs> you know there are saltwater turtles so that's the, true the marine turtles uh i was at a the arcade i took my son to an arcade last weekend and they had a big sweetwater 420 sign on the side of the uh, on the wall and i was like i should i should try that it's here and i didn't Dude, i felt like i needed to be responsible yeah, that I is know. i'm disappointed yeah. in you sweetwater what do you got disappointed in you they just pulled their <laughs> they just said and we just, lost they the pulled sponsorship. Their sponsorship it's over <laughs> it's done it's over <laughs> Mark, what do you got tonight? Uh, well, I had two Sweetwater 420s after my Wednesday run, and I was just telling you guys before the podcast starts, like, oh, you know, I'm good for two beers, but you know, we got a podcast to do. And then at the at the bar at the end of the trail running, they were promoting some beer, and they were like, oh, here, no beer, sorry, whiskey, and they were like, oh, here's a free whiskey with a free cup. But I didn't drink it; I did keep the cup. So I'm just drinking Heineken at this point because you know I got to keep. I got to keep somewhat my wits about me here. <laughs> as as you do, as you do. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a whiskey here tonight. 
Uh, this is a local whiskey. This is Old Monroe. Ooh. Stumpy's huh. Old Monroe. This is a pecan flavored whiskey. This is really good as like kind of a, a mixer. Um, you drink weird stuff, you know that? Every you know podcast, you show up with something really interesting. Well, the Sweetwater guys, I got to differentiate myself <laughs> somehow. So. Uh, but this is actually, so this is probably 10 miles away from our house, but they grow okay. the corn and all the stuff themselves and do oh, all, wow. like it's all in Monroe County, which is where I'm, which is where I'm at. So, nice. so local to a T, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they've got a bunch of stuff too. Maybe they'd be a good sponsor as well. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, okay, I'm going to start today with a little the therapy portion of the show. So I might be getting a new tank. I I am getting a new tank, and <laughs> it's it's going to be substantially bigger than all of these. So that's good. <laughs> So I wanted to know from your guys' perspective, uh, and your tank is in the basement, right, Mark? It was. I moved it back up top. Um, okay. But I've had it in the basement. I've had the tank upstairs with the sump in the basement. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I'm a little nervous because it's a, it's about a six-foot tank. It's about 26 inches deep and about 27 high. Uh, would you guys say to mock something up with like half inch PVC pipe and mock up what the tank's dimensions are, or, you know, just use that tape measure <laughs> to, what? I've got to a pivot to actually carry it in to, yeah, to, to kind of carry it in and see what the, see how it would go down the stairs. I think that's my biggest worry is front door's fine. Front hallway's fine. There's a little bit of a tight, a tight squeeze in that hallway with there's a bathroom right across the, uh, the basement door. And so there's going to be a little bit of a, a jockey there. And then we've got a pivot downstairs. So it's not just a straight shot down the stairs. Um, and I'm worried about the depth. I think most of all, it'll fit lengthwise, but 26 is interesting, right? Cause you talk about your average interior door measurement. 26 starts to get a little bit tight. 24 is easy. Um, I, I've never done PVC. Uh, I've done cardboard, right? Okay. Where I did the, mm. the footprint of the tank. Cause I feel like, I mean, but you're talking about 27 inches high. So yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong with the PVC. I don't think it's going to hurt you to do that. It's like, if you're willing to put the effort in to do that, it's probably worth it. But if you have cardboard laying around, you get the footprint at least, you know, you can always pull out the tape measures like, okay, well, we're now with this footprint's at an angle. Do I have 27 inches with a tape measure? Yeah. I don't know. You know, like, use what you got, right? I mean, PVC yeah. seems too flexible to me. Like, it's going to give. Yeah. So if you're making that tight point. tur, it can, it can bend and it can get a little wonky. <laughs> I mean, you got to kind of factor that in, right? <laughs> My wife, who's like bending it around the corner. This is so light. Is this how light your tank's going to be? No. I think uh, the other the other thing that I am worried about is these are super freaking heavy, and your side yeah. guys, you know, the guys on either side, aren't going to be able to fit down the hallway of no. the basement. So it's three quarter I, inch glass, probably because it's rimless, right? So it's it's heavy. Yeah. I think there's going to be a. Uh, there's going to have to be some sort of ramp system that's devised or I don't know. And a I, pulley system. Is, <laughs> 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 I 
Don't make fun of me. This is like the biggest tank I've ever had, okay? I'm just trying to do it right, guys. You have to go big. Sir mix a lot yeah, make a song about small butts. You made a song about big butts, so <laughs> yeah. go big. Just just go through, I'm in the basement. Just go through the exterior door. Like this is my exterior door to my basement, by the way. So yeah. You don't have that, do you? And you're like in Colorado where you have like the windows like, in the in the wells outside. And that's yeah. like there's no way no. in. We had a walkout in our last house and this one has what there are called lookout windows. Yeah. The fire escape windows. <laughs> yeah. So even if even if we wanted to slide it through one of those, it's still too small. Those are the windows that you like... see in those kidnapping movies when people mm-hmm. can't yep. escape. Yeah. Yep. When I first started the Llama Channel, they were there was cardboard in those. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> and then I got blinds. You know. Don't those always flood too? Because they get like the metal, and it just fills with snow. And there's no. So this these are in the foundation, like in the in the wall. So it's actually in the the concrete around the house. It's oh, not. Okay. So we've had like window wells before and I think, you know, that's pretty much the the case in Illinois. If you've got if you want if you have a downstairs basement room that you want to be considered a room in your home plot, it needs to have a wind uh what they call an egress window that would allow you to exit that room in emergency. Uh, we have two rooms down here that do not have windows in them, so we can't consider them rooms if we were to ever list a house. So, um, But if you ever walked in here, you'd be like, oh, that's a room. Okay. Yeah, we so. have a bedroom that has no window in the basement, but you can't call it a bedroom because technically there's no escape, right? Yeah, yeah. I think our rule yeah. was that it had to have a closet in order for it to be called a Oh, that was a bedroom. If it's a bedroom, it needs mm. a closet. But in the basement, gotcha. like my rooms have closets, but I have a room that has no window mm. and I can't call it a bedroom when I list it. If I were to list a house. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Technically someone shouldn't sleep in there because if there's a fire, there's no window to climb out of. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's pretty yeah. smart. Yeah. Meanwhile, so, this is my office, and this is considered technically a bedroom, but there's no way you could fit a bed in here. But it has a closet, it has a window, it has a door. And it's it just, has the sofa. Well, yeah, like that's the only place you could put a bed, but you'd be right, you'd block the door. Like there's no way to put a bed in this room, you know, but it's a bedroom. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so you guys are just saying go with it and just, you know, have a, a tank delivered to my driveway. And just wing it, yeah. Just wing, wing it. it. Are you are you yeah. going to mock it up in the space and see if it's going to yeah like, how it looks yeah you know you put the wall. tape down on the f- yeah. on the floor and all that kind of stuff I don't know I might have to so this wall right here to to my left is bigger and I'd have to move this shot because I want it in the background of shots um, make sure yeah. all your friends sign a waiver that if they get crushed when it comes down the stairs they can't see you. That's my only advice. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about employing all of my friends at the local <clears throat> fish store, so they've got the you know the suction yeah. cups and all They're that kind of stuff. They're bonded, insured. They do installs. Yeah. yeah, Raj said I should just go to Gold's Gym and yep. go find the biggest dudes I can find and see if they'd come over. Yeah, yeah, just talk some smack. Be like, hey, bro, that I would... heard you can't lift a tank. <laughs> <laughs> do you even lift, bro? And make an awesome TikTok yeah. reel or Instagram reel. <laughs> There's a fish store uh, here in Atlanta, but it's like way far away from us. It's down in like Marietta. And I, God, I forget, you would know the name of the store, Raj. 
but they were running a special on Red Sea tanks and I bought a Red Sea tank from them. And I was like, hey, I can you guys put it in my basement for me? And they're like, yeah, sure. And it was like that. It was like the Goals Gym dude showed up where I was a little intimidated. Like, these guys could just knock me out and just, you know, like if they were not nice people, like I'd be screwed right now. And they were super nice people and they like put the tank in the right place, but they were freaking huge dudes. Um, That's the way to do it. Yeah. They bring it in like one of those old school boom boxes on the shoulder and. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was like. Well, do you want it? Who, who, what was Bing Rames' character in Pulp Fiction? It was like if he sent Marcellus Wallace. Yeah, it was like Marcellus Wallace sent his crew to install a fish tank. I was like, they were like tough looking dudes. I was like, okay, all right. Hey, how you doing? You guys want something to drink? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Remy would find Hans and Franz. Do you remember <laughs> oh, those? Oh, gee. Yeah. <laughs> to pump you up. <laughs> What was it, like, hear me now, believe me later? (laughs) (laughs) I have heard that hiring moving companies is is good sometimes because they are insured, and if anything does happen, it's on them. But I would imagine that would come at a little bit of a cost. Um, I mean, if it's on your driveway, they're not having to haul it very far. It's just getting them to show up and paying them for an hour of their time, I would imagine. Yeah, but how many reform threads do you see where, like, the guy waited, like, three months for a custom build, and then he brought his friends in, and then they chipped the corner of the tank, and the tank is ruined? Yep. Yeah, it was, like, cry once versus, you know, just pay to have it done right versus, like, oh, we'll just get my old college buddies because they owe me a favor. And then, like, they bang, like, on a rimless tank, they hit the corner, and they chip it, and you're, like... And then there's always that thread, like do you think this will still hold water? Like, do you think this is okay? <laughs> and you're always like, yeah. nobody's going to well, tell you yes. You know, like nobody's like, mm, maybe, well, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I agree uh, with that assessment. Okay. All right. I think I kind of have an idea now. Um, uh, Raj, we'll leave your, your event session here first or last. <laughs> no, I can go. I actually made progress on my tank. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I started, right. um, I iced out the back panel. So instead of it being blacked out, it's iced out so that um, like it's like frosted. a frosted. Yep. Oh, nice. And I'm going to... Diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> he put diamonds across the back. <laughs> it's blinged out. <laughs> like my left glove that I always wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to uplight that from the back to give it a little different um, different look. And Mike from ADG does that on a lot of his freshwater scapes. And I want to steal that idea and see how it looks on a reef tank. Um, so cool. I think that'll be cool. So I've got that going, drilled the stand, um, everything ready now to get kind of start getting plumbed up. But uh, I haven't built the sump yet, but I've designed the sump. Um, I know what skimmer I'm going to use. Uh, I am going to use a roller on there, um, not doing filter socks. We're going to go with the roller. But I haven't really decided on the return pump. So I haven't looked at that yet. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. So, so you're, are you looking at non-MRC stuff for that? or For the return pump? You, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. skimmer. It, it's, and... it's a tight space underneath, so I want to use a submersible. I'm just not sure which route to go yet, so I don't know. If you guys have opinions, drop them in the comments, or what do you guys think? I just feel like the vectors are nice, you know. How how many gallons is it? I should probably know that. <laughs> <laughs> how long is it? It's a six you know foot that? tank. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't remember what. Gosh, what were the dimensions on it? Um, it's not very big. I want to say it's about 150 gallons, maybe. Okay. Something like that. So I don't need a ton of flow. I don't need a huge, huge return pump for this. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 got a Vectra. I like it. I like the controllability controllability of it, of course. But um, you know, your Raj, so maybe like Abyss or something. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that might be a tad overkill on this, <laughs> just a touch. Um, well, and I uh, mean, as much as I shit on Apex sometimes on these retherapy, I'm like an Apex closet fanboy, and I like all the controllability. So to me, a return pump has to be. Um, somewhat controllable, or at least have its own app, you know. So I like CJ. I like, I like, yeah, CJ yeah I like too. the Vectras a lot. Um, so you put so your yeah. return pump on that Apex? Uh, I did for a long time. I had a core pump, and I just recently went to a CJ SDC something, and it's been bomb proof. You know, I I do have it plugged into an Apex. The Apex isn't controlling the DC power to it but it is turning it on and off when i want to do a water change you know i have one of those control boxes where i push a button hmm. like hey i'm about to do a water change and it turns off the return pump turns off the skimmer and then i press the button when i'm done doing a water change and everything powers back up and it's been bomb proof for that so yeah i would uh, never <clears throat> i never put return pumps on the on those apexes just no when that apex dies it's going to shut off your return and that kind of kills your system so i want my return just straight powered from the wall so that if the pump i mean if the pump dies then it dies but you know i don't want it there i don't want there to be a power interruption or a controller interruption to affect my tank yeah, not the in apex that has uh i forget what apex calls it but basically you said it like if the apex goes to shit and unresponsive, like, what do you want us to do with this outlet? Do you want us to turn it off or you want us to leave it on? Uh, shoot. Uh, I don't have everything in front of me to Google, so I apologize. Like, somebody in the comments is already typing, <laughs> listening to this. Like, it's, you know. But, yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. Um, I forget you know what, what it's I mean. called, yeah. too, right? But... I, I sort of trust that because I also trust the apex not to flood my house. So I don't trust that. Yeah. <laughs> not for that. Well, not for I, that. But I, I do like the Don't CJ get pumps. me started. Like I'll shit on apex for a week <laughs> and see I'm cussing again. I'm sorry. But like there's a lot I don't like that. I think apex could do better, but I am still a fanboy. Like I think their UI is great. I love it. So I just wish the hardware was a little <laughs> they just uh, released their Mobius breakout um, where you can control all the lighting 
from within the app and everything. Shouldn't that be free? I mean, I'm just <laughs> I don't That's know. That's what happens when I have two beers before I join. <laughs> For those of you that like your your uh, your controls all in one yeah. place, we can sell it at all these companies. But if you want it all to play together, you got to pay us. It's like, come on, man! Like that yeah, should just yeah. be just yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's... Uh, I do. I do. Uh, is it a is it a peninsula, Raj? No. Where are your overflows? No, it's on the back wall. Overflows on the okay. back wall. Yeah. Is it like a but ghost a, overflow or is it? No, it's like an a, internal because I wanted to put the tank all the way against the wall. Okay. Um, so it's an internal trapezoidal overflow on the back wall. Um, it is rimless. Who built it? We did MRC. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's one of our hybrid tanks. It's got oh you know, glass sides. Um, Acrylic PVC overflow. Or... Yeah, it's a um, laminated PVC bottom, so it is black. Um, from the inside, it's black. It's Neat. cool. So with the so the, with the frosted glass, because I've done this on smaller tanks before, on saltwater, like macro algae tanks, uh, where you light it from the back, is that, uh, is that overflow going to kind of break that up too much, or are you going to use that to your advantage in the aquascape somehow? I mean, it... it it wasn't planned to do that. The, the back was going to be black. So yeah, it is going yeah. to obviously kind of screw with the flow a little bit. So now the aquascaping plan has to change to where that center portion is more covered. Um, and then the left and the right will be a little bit more open. Well, you we'll get see. some corals in there. Stupid. That'll cover it up. No, I don't think so. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Um, that's that's cool because I, I you see it on a lot of the smaller tanks, but on a on a larger tank, six foot tank, you know, it's you don't see that too often in salt water. Yeah, but. right in salt water. So I, I love the way that it looks on the freshwater tanks and on those hardscapes. So I'm I'm hoping that it works out. I have to Man, figure out some, some sort of LED though to uplight it. Yeah, something sleek. Yeah, something and just keep uh, it clean, right? Get the, yeah. keep the coralline off the back. So, but that's not hard. Now, I was always a freak with that stuff, too. Like, on, on my, I would scrape that overflow. I, I wanted it pristine. I, I didn't like that whole coral and algae-covered look. So yeah. I'm going to freak out about the bottom of the tank where I can't get two spots since it's going to be a bare bottom. That's going to be difficult. Yeah. It seems easy when, <laughs> when you get into it. You're like, oh, yeah, this will be you know, just scrape around it. Nah. Yeah. Nah. It's, uh, that's why it's, I like my sand. That's why I like sand on the bottom. Crushed coral. Or that. <laughs> well, sorry. Calcium reactor media sounds a lot sexier uh, than crushed coral. Well, Julian's coral, reborn. That makes a yeah, really, really good substrate. Although it, yeah. it wasn't my friend when I came back from my trip this week. So, <laughs> yeah. Good, uh, good transition here. Uh, Raj, <laughs> are you good? Good. Awesome. See, I'm, I'm happy to, to hear the progress. I really am. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm, I swear. Well, I, I couldn't report back with another goose egg, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like those 90s sitcoms where you're waiting for that, those two people to hook up and they don't do it till like the series finale. You're like, it's yeah. been eight years. That's your tank. <laughs> it's, it's like Frasier <laughs> with Niles and, uh, I forget the lady's name. She was like the physical therapist that lived with them or something. 
I just alienated a lot of people. Sorry. My wife That's made fine. me watch that show. So yeah, Lauren, my wife loves Frasier. Okay. Well, so you know so. what I'm talking about. I don't actually, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch it with her. So thanks for backing me up on that. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I never watched friends and she gives me crap about that oh, all the time. Yeah. Friends was yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Oh, both of you. <laughs> the guy's waiting Get with out. his timer. Like, when are they going to start? <laughs> <laughs> I, will tra- I will transition to you, Mark, for this one. Because I, I really genuinely want to know, like, you were gone for two weeks. How did everything fare? Oh, man. Um, this one goes out to Unorthodox Reef, who convinced me to keep my regal angel. Uh, I, I'm not lying or, like, you know, making this a story of convenience or whatever. Like I came back and uh, my wife went out of town the same week. She's like, well, if you're going backpacking with our son, I'm taking our daughter to visit my family in Colorado. I was like, all right. Um, I come back and like the first thing I notice is my reborn substrate media has little turfs of green algae. I was like, what on earth? You know, I was like, all right, something died. Like something is just fueling this with decomposition. And then you start doing your fish check. And the one fish that's missing is my regal angel. And then my wife's like, oh, yeah, there he is. Just like stuck against the overflow, you know, just decomposing, stuck. It was, it was a real bummer. Um, so I removed him. I did two water changes to try to just level set everything. And things are, you know, the algae's going away and everything's going better. But... It was just kind of a bummer. Like you make the decision, like, you know what? This fish is worth it. Like, so I can't, you know, so it eats every chalice coral, whatever. Like it's worth it. And then it dies on you. So I'm trying to make, um, what's the saying? Like lemons out of lemonade. Like I'm like, oh, well now I can introduce certain corals that I knew it just would mow down. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a bummer. So that's, that's what I'm sort of dealing with. And then, then my basement tank had a weird algae outbreak too but uh i've been just i mean richard ross has talked about this a lot it's like you just got to go nuclear like with a brush brush the hell out of it throw in some more snails um i had some razor uh, i don't really like the whole chemical dump method for anything but uh razor is actually pretty pretty good it just it's like a polymer that makes it hard for things to attach to things and you can just see the algae that's trying to root in your rocks start to struggle it's really good for like valonia and stuff and i don't know jake and i've talked about it like that what that's like one product that just seems to be it's not an algicide i don't you know it's just this weird polymer that makes everything in your tank really slippery so nothing can grow on anything (laughs) um and i'm probably getting that wrong but that's just how we see it um but it really helped. Like, you know, it's like you go in there with a toothbrush, but like nothing else can root. And so it, that cleaned that tank up in a matter of days. And it's like, all right, well, I'll just keep trucking. So nice. that's the bummer. But any, uh, any indication as to what caused the Regal's death? No. Um, my auto feeder was out of food, but uh, I suspect that was maybe a day before i got home because i filled that thing up pretty good and everybody else was like plump and happy right every tang every cardinal fish everybody hawkfish everybody's looking great so i don't know um no signs of disease 
I haven't done anything like an ICP test or anything weird like that, but it's just odd, like one fit. I mean, my genicanthus angels swimming around, fat, happy. My flame angels happy. So it's just like the one fish you decide, like, you're worth it. It's like, well, now I got to die. You know, it's like it's like when you name a fish, like, well, now I got to die. Like, you gave me a name, <laughs> you know, so I, I'm not trying to make light of it because it sucks, but uh, yeah. Mm. And that was a... <clears throat> that was a deer fish because um, for those that know TSM Aquatics and Matt, who started TSM, who passed away, yeah, yeah, he and I like chatted about that fish. That fish came from them. Um, I was literally acclimating it, and uh, I just always like to do a stupid trick where I throw a couple of pellets in, you know, and like to have a regal angel eating prepared food in the bucket while it's being acclimated. You're like, okay, that's pretty awesome, you know. So um, it was a bit of a downer to – that fish had some sentimentality with all that, so. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. I'm sorry to hear. No, Um, that's all right. It comes with the hobby, right? Yeah, yeah. How about you? Like you said, you get to, uh, you you know, experiment with some new stuff, so. You you talked about your new tank, but what about your existing tanks? What's going on there? Uh, getting preparing for some sort of breakdown. Uh, okay. I don't know if you remember when I, and uh, yeah, kind of a breakdown, just a move, really. Um, do you remember when I talked about the I randomly last winter bought a uh, aqua uh, hydroponics tray, one yeah, of those like yeah. you know just like foot deep trays. <laughs> it's already plumbed and everything, so I think I'm just gonna build a stand for that and all the coral that I've got. Like I'm, I'm gonna keep the uh, Uno and Dosis tank, but the Lagoon and the Frag tank. I think I'm gonna move the coral that I want into that thing. Just get it out of this this little area behind me and prepare for that and then maybe have not one but two larger display tanks over here. So that's kind of where I'm at on that. I was thinking about so I've got a, like a 65 that has just been sitting here staring at me for the last year and a half. I want to do like a fish only, maybe like a fowler or something like that. Um I wouldn't be able to do anything super huge in it as far as fish go, but, you know, it'd be fun to get a lot of those dwarf angels, those pygmy angels in there, and, you know, the ones that you don't know if they're going to pick on coral or not. But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of my plan. First step is to get this larger tank down here. I guess first step is to get these ones out of the way and then get the larger tank down here. But uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this. So um, we'll talk more about that, obviously, on the channel on the rebuilders channel we'll go through that whole storyline of you know setting up a new tank and preparing for it and aquascaping and all that kind of stuff so if you survive like the tank coming down the stairs <laughs> you know what mark i didn't really need that I'm just messing with you man <laughs> <laughs> my college buddies cracks the corner it's gonna be on you <laughs> call it mark's corner <laughs> yeah and then i'll post it up on reef to reef like hey you guys think this is gonna hold water or uh <laughs> tell you you can find those threads and it's just like you know you can tell in his mind or her mind like they're just trying to salvage it like we're okay right we're okay yeah and then, like everybody's like no just, no that's uh, <laughs> throw some razor in there you're good yeah. um we'll sometimes get calls randomly from consumers where they want us to come out and repair an aquarium that they bought and we're like yeah we're not 
we're not doing that. No. Uh, but I always get pictures first just for my my own entertainment <laughs> to see what the hell they bought. <laughs> That's funny. You know, you share it with the office like, oh, my God, look at this guy. It's, it's always a dumpster fire situation, right? It, it's something that they bought used, and it's usually this huge tank um, that's been sitting outside for a few years. So it's got leaves in the corners and... The um, silicone's all dried oh, out. It's, it's just awful, and the tanks <laughs> fall apart. I'm like, wow, that you really just needs to go straight into the dumpster. And then we'll get calls from all of the local stores and um, service companies because they've, you know, they started reaching out to each one of them, and then they call us. We're like, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> we're not touching anybody's tank. Uh, but it's pretty entertaining. Uh, before we started this, I just mentioned to Raj that Biota had announced that they've got Emperor Angelfish, uh, captive bred emperors wow, yeah. for sale now, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. That's that's my my favorite fish, hands down, um, from juvenile all the way through to adult. I just think they're so awesome. That could be a cool um, replacement for you. Yeah, yeah. You should do that. I've done I've done a emperor in a 180 reef tank and it was really well behaved. The only thing it ate was uh, micromusas. Um, but then when he changed to an adult, he became a tyrant. And they grunt, which is kind of cool. Like you can hear them vocalize their frustrations. Uh, but it's just like this grunty, angry fish swimming around. Um, and I eventually a friend in Chicago who had like a 400 gallon fish only it was like i'll take him and to ship the fish to him because i don't have like a wholesale business fedex account right it cost me more than i'm like you could go buy an emperor angel fish in chicago for like a third of the cost but we still did the the transact like i still shipped it to him but yeah that's like my all-time favorite um not to talk people out of buying the fish but then like you go scuba diving and you see a full-grown emperor and you're like i I can't keep that fish in captivity anymore it's they're beasts in the wild i mean they're like and they're like this thick around you're just like same with like dusamurai tanks you're like that that could feed a village like why am i trying to keep that in a six foot tank in my basement you know in america yeah yeah they, they say here on the description uh, 250 gallons is recommended for long term on the species. I agree with that. Yeah, a 180 is way too small. Yeah. Over one foot in size, so an aquarium over 250 gallons is recommended. Mine. I just think it's cool that they're captive breeding them now. Yeah, I think mine was roughly around a foot long. I'm talking about the fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a really small tank. <laughs> Well, you've seen here in Pure Reef, the fish-only system, they got a massive yeah. emperor in there. That's yeah, my emperor, I, I had one of those orange tail ones. Um, I think, oh, nice. I forget Fancy. where he was from, but God, that orange tail was just perfect. Yeah, they're they're my all-time favorite fish, too. Uh, just perfection in a fish. I mean, the colors, everything. As a kid, like, you see that yeah. fish, you're like, whoa. That, like, why would nature paint that, you know? like design yeah. a fish to look like that so yeah yeah multiple times in its life too those juveniles are striking yeah i'm um, excited that they're breeding the potter's angel because that's my all i mean i've always kept potters i 
I can't afford the captive bred one, but I'm still, I understand why they cost that much. Like I'm not here to complain about the price. Like I get it, you know, breeding that thing and sufficient numbers and the work that went into it. Like, yeah, charge that much. I just can't, I can't justify it, but like, that's a cool fish. Those are such great fish. So, and, um, and they've already always been a bit weird. Like you'll get one that does great for a decade and then you'll get one that just wastes away like and you know hawaii's not doing cyanide or anything weird but they're just they can be hit or miss so a captive bred version of that is really a big win because you know that thing's going to do great well i wonder how much cheaper the wild caught ones end up being after you start calculating in fish loss yeah right yeah it's just that was one thing going backpacking and you have many hobbies and you start to price compare things and you're like, okay, I could buy a fish for $900, but what does $900 get me in my other hobbies? And that's where, that's where this hobby starts to feel a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> that's why, that's I mean, why I'm you saying, don't do that. Don't, don't do no. the price comparison. And there's other hobbies that are very expensive too, right? Like it's, if you're into photography, like you spend $900 on a lens, but that lens doesn't die on you, you know, just while you're on vacation. So, um, but yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's just, that was, I had that thought a few times. I, I have that thought every once in a while when I travel and I have my backpack with all my camera gear. And at one, in this one trip, I had just, I had a bunch of camera gear and <clears throat> I just kind of paused at the airport and I'm looking and I'm like, wow, you know, I have 50 grand in lenses and, just stupid camera stuff on my back that ended up weighing like 50 pounds. So I'm killing myself in the process, but it's funny how our hobbies just, it's, it's a slow bleed. Like you just keep sinking money into just different things. And with the, with the photography, it was a specialty lens for this specialty lens for that. And this one lens that the only thing that I'm ever going to take pictures of is the Milky way. So, you know, that was a ginormous, well, I actually love that one because those pictures kick ass, but, um, <laughs> a fisheye lens, which is practically worthless. It's, it was cool when I first got it to, for like five minutes. And then like, this is the worst thing ever. I, I, I'm never going to use it. It's totally, um, it, it's just dumb. Like I, you can take a picture of the back of your head facing forward because it's got such a wide angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, if you, you if you started skateboarding, it would be good because you could do you know those like nineteen nineties skateboarder yes. fisheye videos. You know, I had a style. pretty badass fisheye lens that did astrophotography and I, like the Milky Way, just wide angle. Mm-hmm. It was, that was a cool lens, but that was like that's the only thing I could take pictures of with. That's it. It, it was just like this. It's the one okay. Thing. I got the whole right. night sky in one picture. Cool. Now what do I do with this lens? Okay, you put it you know in a little bag and you put it in your closet and yeah i don't know know where that lens is now it's somewhere in this house unless my wife pawned it because that would be funny i sold all my (laughs) camera gear off about a week after week before my daughter said hey i'm really interested in photography i'd love to get a camera and i was like i could have just given you like I had a Canon, I had a Olympus, uh, micro four thirds with all this lens. Like I had everything. I'm like, I just sold all that. Now you got Now I got to go buy something for you. <laughs> um, no, but I was thinking my, my Holy grail fish is a conspic angel. Right. And mm. I can, I, that's 
a lot of people's mind goes back to a great Jake story, which would take up the rest of this podcast. And the guy would be like, dude, so I'm not going to go there, but, um, (laughs) I've wanted that fish since the year 2000 when Jake showed me one here in Atlanta, some fish collector pre Instagram, pre bragging, like you could post on social media, how awesome you are that you have this fish. This guy had the most rarest fish collection to, to this day I've ever seen. It beats uh, Andrew uh, Sandler. Sandler, yeah. It beats his collection. And it was like in, near Kennesaw Mountain, for people who know Georgia, like in a guy's basement. This guy had the craziest fish collection. And the one that said I was conspic. But it's like I think about like the best trip I ever, the craziest trip I ever took is I went to Gates of the Arctic in Alaska, which is the most remote national park in the United States. It's the least visited. It's the size of Belgium. There's no roads. There's The only way you can get dropped in is with an airplane. I guess you could hike in, but that would be a really long walk. And, you know, there's grizzly bears that think you're an alien because they rarely see people. And it's like this amazing experience. And, like, that cost me $3,500. And, like, on my deathbed, I'll remember that trip. I'm like, or I could have bought a fish. And that's where it's like comparing hobbies. You kind of go, like... Do you, you know, do you go do the thing that like when you're 90, you're like, I remember when I went to northern Alaska and eight grizzly bears were in my camp and I'm catching salmon or it's like, well, I bought this fish online and like six (laughs) months later, it you know, died because my heater melted down because nobody makes a decent heater in this hobby. And so that's where it's like, it's a dangerous thing to compare, you know. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I'll stop there. So, So Jake actually liked the angelfish for you? The conspic? What do you mean he liked? Like you were talking like, about, uh, the, it was a story, but with Jake, was it a positive? Oh, yeah. I like mean, it was. the conspic? I mean, everyone knows the story about punky fish store guy that kind of annoyed me in Colorado. And then I finished college and I go to Atlanta for my new corporate job. And I walk into a fish store and there's the same punky kid from Colorado. And that was Jake. Like, I've told that story a million times, but he was taking care of uh, this guy's fish tank when the guy went on vacation, and it was this super rare collection of fish, but this tank was run on Eheim canister filters mm-hmm. and a ton of copper. <laughs> you know? And, I mean, I, I'll send you guys the pictures. I still have the pictures from my Nikon Coolpix, <laughs> if you guys remember those digital cameras from back in oh, the day. Yeah. Um, and that was the first time I saw a conspic and I, you know, it's like that brown fish, but it's all about that face. Kind of like blue yeah. face angels, right? Like it's all about the face on those fish where you're like, whoa. Uh, and I was like, what is that? And I'd never seen a conspic before. And Jake's like, of course, you know, like, well, Jake on the blah, 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 conspicuatus, dude. Like, how do you not know this? Like, you know, <laughs> and then I became obsessed with that fish. I, so. I've always loved the conspic and, um, I had one in my tank and Jake came over and I was all proud of, you know, of how cool Mike and Spick was. And he's like, you know, it's not that cool of a fish, right? It's not that rare of a fish. I'm like, dude, <laughs> why are you going to take this from me? And I played it cool. I was like, yeah, I know. It's just cool. <laughs> but I was crying on the inside. but he did that like um i set up a 125 freshwater and it was not the season for all like altums are only connected or connected collected seasonally 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting for, you know, Altum season when they start collecting them and I'm going to get some Altums. He's like, dude, Altums are such boring fish. Like, you don't want Altums. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Blah, blah, blah. And then a year later, I go to the Reef Builder studio <laughs> and there's a tank full of Altums. And I'm like, you And it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these are great. And I'm like, dude, can I just, you know, like pull up a conversation on my computer that we had like a year ago? So, <laughs> he did that to me once with uh, with MRC. He covered this um, submersible skimmer we made way back when. And it had, it was the first skimmer that had this, the skimmer pump underneath. And so oh, yeah, it was yeah. a very, very small footprint. And it, the, the article's, I'm positive it's still somewhere on Reef Builders, but he tore us up that we don't, it just shows that we don't know what we're doing or in how to design a protein <laughs> skimmer. And then I think um, um, Bubble King came out with the, with their version of that, with the pump underneath, and his article was like, brilliant, they're skimmer geniuses. I can't believe nobody else thought of this. Yeah, that sounds like Jake. Yeah. I remember bitching yeah. at him like, hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But I think he's. I think he he was so good at not holding on to something like that. You know, he'd think about it. I feel like, and then would not be afraid, like most of us would be, to change our mind and actually go with that. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think he was being. You know, like being malicious. Like, hey, I'm going to tell you these fish suck, and then I'm going to go get them. I think that, like you said, in that stream of consciousness moment. His idea of an ultimate angel was like, this is boring. But then six months later, he probably saw a bunch and were like, well, those are pretty cool. And like, just yeah. changed it. Like, you could you could argue, like, everybody's like, oh, Jake's, you know, like, he's so argumentative, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but you could change his mind. Like, there's yeah. so yeah. many times yep. where I was like, no, I disagree with you. And then a week later, he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and it just, yep. he didn't hold, you know, he didn't, um, how was the word? Like, somebody had a good description. Like, people hold on to their ideas and defend them to the point where like they don't even believe it themselves anymore but it becomes part of their identity that they feel like they have to continue to argue he wasn't like that he was just like nope yeah Yeah. no i changed my mind on that so yeah uh to kind of go along with that point um mark did you see the walk around video that we did and what are your what are your thoughts on that um how, how did that compare to you know when jake was with us I mean, Did it bring uh, any feelings to you? I guess I should say any any uh, immediate like, ooh, that's different, or don't like that, or like that. No, none of that. I mean, two things that stood out to me was one, um, and I I just you know said out loud like yes, you know, and then my, with my AirPods in and my wife on the couch is like, shut up, what do you you know? <laughs> um, but it was when you were talking about the Favites and just when you see like. A, Let's just call it I, I, the common name. Like it's a type of brain coral, right? Like Favites or whatever. Like to see one grown out in a colony is pretty stunning. And you brought that up. And I, I love that you said that because that is one of those corals that I think is underappreciated. But if you really grow it out, it's, it's like even if it's a, a mild, non-fancy color, it's pretty spectacular. Um, and then the other thing that I got nostalgic watching that video because I have family. My wife's family still lives out there. So every summer we're out in Colorado or during Christmas. And Jake was my little getaway. Like, okay, like hanging out with the in-laws, you know, good time. And then like Jake's like, when are you coming over? 
And we just go hang out at the studio, drink beers. And then just when you're feeling super relaxed and having a good time with your friend, like he sets up a camera, like we're going to make a video for Reef Builders. And you're like, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> but it was just, it was like a little, um, not that I need, I love my in-laws. So I don't, it's not like I need a refuge from them, but it was just like a cool add-on. Every time I went to visit family, I'd like, I'd go hang out with my good friend, Jake. And we just sit around those tanks and chat it up and, so I have all these personal memories of just sitting there on that couch and he's got he, the other thing is he's got this crazy Yamaha sound system in there. I don't know if you've caught on to that, but like the music in there is phenomenal. Like yeah. he's got he spent like a fortune on this crazy sound system in there. And so we just like, oh, put this song on, put that song on, and we just chat about stuff and um which is really the, I think, the origin of why Reef Therapy started, because I think he's like, oh, we should just take what we do. And um, so, yeah, you walking around and showing these tanks, like I, I was sitting there like, oh, that was, you know, that was like a, a very special place to me. And I was feeling a little bit nostalgic about it. And then listening to you talk with Chris Meckley and Raj, you're like, oh, we should all go back and like talk about why this coral's cool and why that's coral cool. I'm like, and then you realize like it wasn't, just special for me it was special for chris it was special for you guys you know and so um i didn't get sad but i was just kind of like oh man you know that's that place is special beyond just the content on youtube it was a it was like a place where people came together so yeah yeah it felt like it, it still feels like that still feels like that I didn't get those opportunities like you did to go and, you know, I think my first time was at Reefstock this year being in the studio. Um, Jake had invited me a couple times to come out, but I just never, I just didn't have the time to do that, unfortunately. But yeah, um, yeah, it, it feels like that when you go and there's like the, there's, it's, I can't describe it. It's like, you feel like you're in some sort of saltwater holy land or something. <laughs> And with it, with it just being three of us in there, uh, Jimmy, the cameraman, me and Jack, uh, it was kind of surreal cause you're just kind of there with all of these hundreds of thousands of living organisms all around you. And I wish we could have spent more time on each tank, but I really wanted, like I said in the video, I just really wanted to show people that everything's still there Yeah, and that it's doing really well you know so. it looked really good everything looked really great and i love that even like one of my favorite things in there are the snake polyps you know and it's like even that showed up and had a little bit of uh, you know a few minutes on the video or a few seconds and i was like yes you know that's yeah. that's cool yeah um yeah it's it's a special place just because um i mean not to go may turn this into a giant Jake podcast, but um, I think we all know, like, you you brought up, like, when it's your career, you don't have a tank at home. You know, you were joking about Raj and Chris and all that in the last podcast, which I enjoy listening. I love going on vacation because I have stuff to listen to where <laughs> I can't listen to myself. I hate that, you know. Um, but um, Jake was this weird, weird, rare guy. Like, he could have, like, 80 hours a week at a public aquarium, and he'd still have, like, 30 tanks at home. I mean, he, he produced all that Reef Builders content. And then when the camera turned off, he was still this hardcore hobbyist that just, you think like, all right, camera's off, like 
talk to me about anything but reef keeping. It's like, no, like Jake would be like, so what do you think about, you know, like he just, you'd go down a reef keeping rabbit hole with him and that's rare. I mean, I don't even have that, you know, I, I struggle with burnout and, and sometimes I lose interest and I don't, all I do is show up for this once a week and I just, that there's no really, so somebody that was like producing videos and writing blogs and doing this and on phone calls with everybody in the industry to not lose interest and still keep all those tanks going to me is really unique. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I thank you for your thoughts on that. Um, you know, I feel like having, maybe you should come out with us, you know, if we decide, you know, that Chris Meckley trip, you know, go out there and kind of just share some, some deeper stories about yeah specific corals and things. Cause every one of those things has a, has a story for sure. So, um, some comments on the last video, this one from Miko Stenberg. I don't know if you guys saw this. He says it is kind of interesting when native English speakers pronounce scientific names, <laughs> as in my understanding, scientific names consist of mostly Latin words and to some extent Greek words and some names in other language and other languages. It would most likely be closest to correct to use some of those websites that pronounce words in Italian. Uh, pronunciation is quite different from English. <laughs> yes. And uh, I said maybe we should take some classes or something along those lines. <laughs> um, but I tried to find a. I tried to find a. I, I was like, I'm sure Google has a like a a way to pronounce Latin words. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think it, we weren't talking about which way is the right way or the wrong way. It's which way do you pronounce it. Because right, yeah. there there are two camps. There's Acropora and Acropora and Montipora and Montipora. And you're falling into one of those two camps unless there's yeah. some third one that I don't know about. Maybe we should make yeah. that. Montipora. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be like a French guy telling a Quebecois person that they're saying something wrong. It's like, well, yeah, you know there's room for uh oh well we traveled across the atlantic ocean and we lived by ourselves in canada and we you know i mean like there's got to be room for uh the word i'm not looking for is interpretation for but but for things evolving and how things yeah. are pronounced right Plus, uh, Canadians are nice. so yeah you know, <laughs> that that pronunciation's a little bit more correct and i'll i'll, I'll side with team canada yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if he was specifically referring to when we did talk uh, Cropera or Acropora, yeah. or if uh, we were just or Chris or somebody was just just mispronouncing oh, a bunch of scientific maybe. names. But maybe we butchered something. Uh, <laughs> but like Montipora, like that. Like I'd rather say Montipora, right? Like, and I, maybe one's right, one's wrong. But like Montipora, like. <laughs> I, I don't have time for that. We <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> uh, got another comment here from Trevor Hiller says, Raj, can you share some of those MRC projects slash build somewhere? Even if it's not through reef builders, I'm building an equipment room in my basement and would love some quote industrial inspiration. Oh, cool. Yeah, definitely. We actually have, um, 
got some releases from some clients. So we'll be able to do some really cool uh, videos on some builds from the ground up. Um, one of those is in Brazil. So, you know, if I've got any volunteers who wants to come with me and maybe film and document this build, I don't know. Might know somebody. I just got global entry. So, um, <laughs> I just want to use it once. I saw on TikTok, uh, do you guys, you've heard of red flags with people, but have you heard of beige flags? No. It's like, uh, it's like in between, it's like just below a red flag. So it's not like a, a make or break if with a relationship, but one of uh, this TikTok I saw was my husband's beige flag is that he has TSA pre-check and I don't, but he still goes through TSA pre-check. <laughs> uh, that's Raj. That's me. <laughs> that's Raj. Yeah. That's me. My wife has refused to get it forever. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not, you go through your line that you have chosen and I'm going to go through my line, um, <laughs> it, for years until just this year. Now she finally got global entry. Now she didn't get to use it because to get the appointment, you either have to get lucky or use that app that, uh, you found Remy, or you could do your interview when you come back in from an international trip. So she now finally actually has it. Yeah. yeah. The interview is like, are you a felon? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you should probably know that before I get here, that. right? <laughs> uh, I, I sat down to get my interview and I, I was in a room filled with, I don't know, two or three different people that were sitting next to me. And I, this one lady was very talkative. So I was like, well, I'll ask her how long she's had this appointment for and she said that she made the appointment four months prior to that day that we were both sitting there. I think it was two weeks ago. Hmm. Um, and I had this software program that basically roves all the sites that you want to go to for cancellations and things like that, like every second of the day and it will text you whenever something comes available. So it took me all of three weeks. So, and it was 29 bucks, I think, but that's the biggest issue with global entry there's plenty of TSA pre-check interviews or where you got to show up in yep. person, take your picture, all that kind of stuff. But the global entry is so backed up. It takes months. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, the guy was the, this, the, uh, Homeland security guy was like, or border patrol or whatever it was. He was like, so do you have any, uh, any felonies or anything like that, that we should know about? I was like, no, he's like, okay, I've had three or four of those today. And I was like, how would you try to get global entry if you have a <laughs> felony on your record? Like, shouldn't you know by then that you, you know, you don't get all the bells and whistles anymore. Um, but yeah, so I've got that. Now. Yeah. Anyways, I, I digress. I got lucky. Um, cause I got mine early, so. I got an interview, you know, normally scheduled and just had to drive down to the airport and get it knocked out. But nice. using it was really cool because you don't, you don't show them anything. Like it scans your face or your eyes and then it tells you to go, you know, go talk to the guy and you stand in front of the camera and say your name. And then he says, okay, you're good. Like, I was like, wow, that's it. This is amazing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But, you know, since my yeah, wife didn't have it, she had to go stand in the, the peasant line. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I had to wait and baggage claim for like a half hour for, for her to come out. That's funny. It would be nice for like dive trips and things like that. Yeah. So I don't know if, if anybody is listening and is planning any kind of international dive trips. Uh, definitely a good thing to have for sure. Uh, before we kind of wrap for the night, I wanted to talk about, you know, a video that we... 
put out with 10 affordable and unique corals. So not just affordable, but also something that, you know, a reef keeper could come over to your house and look in your tank and be like, oh, okay, okay, I see you. Um, so I wanted to kind of know what those were for you guys. Do either one of you guys want to start on on, um, well, I haven't watched corals. the video, so I could be Captain Obvious. Like, yep, that one was in the video. Yep, that one's in the video. I'm <laughs> it's like, funny. Well, I, I haven't watched it either, so yeah. it's so weird. <clears throat> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my um, inexpensive, but I, I think it's really cool, coral is uh, Sympodium. It's, it's, I don't know, it's almost like a fancy version of GSP. So it grows like that in a mat. Um, it's super cheap. But, you know, I like my GSP and the movie, moving little polyps and stuff. So it, it just does it for me. And, the, and it's blue. Blue is my color. So that was always my cheap but really cool. Once, once it grows out, right? If it's a frag, it looks kind of stupid. But when it yeah. grows out, it's really, really cool for me. That stuff grows, doesn't Like, it grows it, all over everything, right? Um. I guess. Okay. Or am I getting that mixed up with tank. blue clove? Yeah, it's not a no. blue clove polyps is something else. Yeah. Yeah, that's something else. Sympodium is um smaller. The polyps are smaller. They're okay. tighter. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Okay. Yeah, I've seen this before for sure. Yeah. Like it. Do you have anything else? I mean, you know, your your easy ones like your redactus mushrooms that are I had this orange one. It was orange and blue that, I mean, it's, it's a cheap coral, but the coloration that you get from it. And then when it grows out and you have a nice colony, it looks spectacular. And it was always one of those where everybody loved it. You, you get people that the non-aquarium people that would come in and be like, wow, that's amazing. But even the reef geeks had to admit that, okay, that's pretty impressive. This is a pretty big colony in, in my, in my tank. Um, and the color is bright orange with, um, these blue stripes. Uh, it just, it looked impressive. And I always yeah. got requests for frags for those always. Yeah. 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 Mark, anything on, uh, on your list? Um, so going back to what you said in that reef builder studio video about, you know, when a, when like a brain like corals fully grown out like a favites um i like mosalea it only comes in green uh it's not very colorful but it's just a cool it's like little because the polyps uh grow kind of concave versus convex right so they're like it's, it's just a cool coral um jake's is still there we yeah saw it. yeah um i think it's in like that rack right or yep. is it yeah, yeah. in the mode rack yeah um diploastria heliopora sort of like the opposite where it's like a favites but like the polyps are very conical and so if you see like two or three polyps on a frag disc you're like yeah but like when that grows into a softball sized colony that's it's i think it's really cool looking again not very colorful just green like i like how like green corals are now boring right um <laughs> so to go away from green uh, one coral that Jake and I always loved was uh, orange branching Samacora. Mm -hmm. um, mm. 
you know, it's, it'll encrust and it'll encrust and it'll encrust. And then when it starts branching out, like that's a really cool coral and it'll have like different shades of orange and sometimes little tips of yellow. Um, and then for the SPS nuts, um, the Steve Elias blue stag acro, I haven't seen that one in a bit and I'm sure it's out there. Um, blue, blue corals aren't really hip right now cause they don't really look pretty under Windex lighting. But um, back in the day, like that was the most beautiful, in my opinion, acropora. It was a staghorn. It grew quickly. I'm sure it's still out there. Back in the day, that was like a $40 frag. I'm sure it's been renamed like Coco or like, like, like Papa Smurf acropora and it's $300 now. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I Googled the name just out of curiosity and I didn't see anybody really selling it. So I assume it's it was such a successful coral that it's got to still be out there. It's probably just a, under a different weird trade moniker, but that's a great coral. Um, you could that's even just... get it to go kind of turquoise with like brown. And it sounds like bad, like, oh, brown is bad. But like brown coralites on a turquoise coral was actually really pretty cool. Shout out to Jason Fox, who has a Papa Smurf acro. Oh, there you go. I called it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is uh, if this is the exact one or not. This looks like a smaller uh, species. Yeah, it's probably not. It a doesn't stag look like a stag. Or... No, it doesn't look like a staghorn. Old timers will know what that. It's still out there. It has to be. Like I'm sure Battle Corals has it, probably under a different name. I'm sure everybody's got it because there's just no way that coral disappeared. It's just too pretty. But you know, it probably doesn't look the best under super blue lighting what was right? it like, called yeah. i seem to remember steve, steve elias or uh, e-l-i-a-s blue stag okay now i was thinking of something else it was like acropora like l-o-i-s l-o-i-s-e-t-a l-o-i-s-e-t-a yeah yeah l-o-i-s-e-t-t-a-e yeah how do you pronounce that ask the greek guy he probably knows yeah yeah. Um, but that's such a cool stag. Like you put that in with like a green slimer. Uh, and we talked about that in past reef therapies. Like where have all the stag horns gone? You know, uh, the Brolocensis. Remember that guy? Like it was like turquoise with a purple tip and super furry. It was, it was like a millipora that was a stag horn. But uh, like I just, uh, and, and all of those corals did exist in the reef builder studio. Last time I was there, that summer before he died, where it's just him and me hanging out. These were the, I remember talking about Steve Elias. He's like, oh, yeah, it's got that right here. I'm like, oh, hey, you remember the Abrolo census? Oh, yeah, I got that right here. I'm like, I haven't seen that coral in 10 years, you know? And then the other one was yellow branching parietes. Like, I remember, like, yellow branch, whatever happened to yellow branching parietes? Oh, yeah, I got one right here. You know, he had everything in that studio. <laughs> but none of that stuff I, I would run into with the coral vendor, so... Um, I hope that one's still affordable because it was like 40 bucks back. It's a staghorn. It grows like a (laughs) green slimer. Like it shouldn't be expensive. I feel like that one needs to be in the 400. Yeah. That's kind of what he wanted to do, right? Put a bunch of staghorns in there. Yeah, I agree. Good one. Good addition. If Jack, if you're listening, acquire, acquire, acquire. (laughs) You already have it. It's somewhere in the studio. It's somewhere in there. Somewhere. (laughs) Go find it. (laughs) Uh, Did you have any other ones, Mark? 
I think that's it. Uh, that's all I had. I like the I like Rogers Rodactus because I'm a sucker for like Superman Rodactus or, you know, some of the trade names. But yeah, that orange and blue Rodactus, mm-hmm. like that's such a great coral. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I had the snake polyps were one of my first uh, one of my first corals on my list here and and seeing them in because the we've got we've got a frag at my local fish store and it probably has I don't know 30 polyps on it and it is it is poop brown <laughs> it is not an attractive <laughs> coral whatsoever but then at, at the uh, studio uh, he had the the St. Patrick's Day one where it was like green and there's like yellow studs all over it. That thing looked really cool, and I feel like that's one of those corals where you know the reef keeper is gonna if they're coming over to your house. They're gonna be like, I like that. That's cool. That's a did that's he, a neat looking. Did you still have the coral. orange one? It was yeah, very, yeah. Oh, the, man. Yep. And I, I can't find those for a while. Unique corals was selling them, but I haven't seen them since. Like I would, if I see that for sale, I would buy it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, snake coral that's, or snake snake polyps. That's pretty cool. Um, a lot of people that I, you know, I've, I've never owned. Um, I've never owned them, but a lot of people say the polyps are, even though um, it is photosynthetic, it, the polyps don't really come out during the daytime. Yeah, mainly just come out, out at night. night. Yeah. Um, the second one on my list is the endophilia. Um, yeah, those the, are. It's like it's kind of like a it, and. There might be people that correct me on this, but it's kind of like a mix between an acantho and a cinerina, mm-hmm. or a, yeah, cinerina. It's it's kind of still has those transparent that transparent flesh to it, but it's not opaque like an acantho is. You know, huge on the sand. You know, they come in purples and greens and reds and oh man, some of the new red ones. ones that are showing up. I have to have one. I have a green one, and it's beautiful. But then, you know, you see these new reddish ones with white mixed in, and where the hell did those come from, right? Like, <laughs> those are beautiful. I hope there is. Um, I've never seen those in person. You guys have been to more trade shows than I. I hope they're as good as the pictures. So Yeah, endophilia is actually, you know, there's actually a, a decent showing at frag at frag swaps now. Um I don't know if they just, you know, found a honey hole somewhere or know where to look now. Cause I know they're, they're a deeper coral. They're like 90 feet ish, I think. And they're more of a sand dweller and not so much of a attached to a you know vertical side of a rock or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I, I'd love to have one of those. What a, what a great showpiece in the middle of your sand bed. Um, my last one's the Echinata, you know, just like a, an orange and green, splattered echinata you know what i mean super cheap too i remember uh i was at a i was at a uh, shop and i was like how much is that guy right there thinking it was like gonna be a you know 60 70 dollar quarry was like ah, 15 bucks dude it's <laughs> <laughs> like so i will take that uh but you know they're they're aggressive um and that's that's probably the the only downside to the uh acanthastria echinata but that, that yeah, that's like that um, Sophastria that Reef Gen had. It was um, like a blue body with I want to say either pink or reddish polyps. Um, it was dirt cheap. It was like ten dollars, five dollars a frag. You find them just everywhere. And 
Um, the cool thing about it was if you put it over a dead coral skeleton from like an acro, it would cover it and you would have this acro that was the cephastria. So if it has this just kick-ass coloration with these huge polyps, but it looked like an acro. That was just yeah. dope. Yeah, that's cool. I've seen them that's do it with like plastic skulls and, you know. Yeah, they got a lot more creative now. We were pretty lame back then. <laughs> we're like, all right, what do I do with this coral skeleton except, uh, you know, to get it out of my wife's hands because she puts it around the house for decor because apparently like Pottery Barn sell these things for hundreds of dollars. And she's like, oh, I've got a treasure trove of shame here from my husband's reef tank. I'll just put this up for everybody to see. <laughs> yeah. Many years ago, my mom went down to the Florida Keys and she brought me back this 12-inch coral skeleton. But it was a uh, Acropora humilis skeleton. Mm. And uh, I was like, well, A, I don't want you to buy dead coral skeletons near a reef because that's just not good. That means they chiseled it out or, you know. Mm-hmm. B, this coral did not come from the Florida Keys, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it was in the gift shop down there and, you know, it was like an Acropora humilis. I'm like, yeah, no, that didn't come from... But I appreciate the gesture, and it's a beautiful piece. I have it, you know, on my fireplace. But um, going back to Cyphastria, like, I, I had the meteor showers and all that, and then I picked up an orange one and a banana yellowish, greenish one. The orange one is knows it's a Cyphastria. It's like, I'm just going to encrust everything and make you regret that you added me. <laughs> the yellow one just is fizzling out, and I can't explain why. And the other mystery I'll leave you with we don't have to answer it because I know we're already an hour in, is my, all my acropores are g- just colored up, growing great. And then my Jason Fox that I've had forever is just browned out. Just the pink and the yellow tips gone. And ICP, this has been going on for like six months. ICP is happy. Everything's happy. There's a ice and fire echinata growing right next to it that's like, life's great. Check out all my colors. Can't figure it out. And it's weird because right before uh, Jake passed away, he had the same question about a coral in one of those peninsula tanks where just one of the corals decided like, hey, man, I'm going doo-doo brown. You know, sorry. <laughs> and everything else. And he was like, what do you think it is? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not keeping it. I'm not really an SPS head anymore. So hmm. it's weird. Interesting. Weird stuff, man. Send a, Keep send a water sample to Steve. See what he finds. If he finds. It's going to be those traces. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a guess. I don't know. It's just a guess. <laughs> I kind of wonder because the echinata is growing into it. And maybe even though they're like, you know, fighting it out on the edge, like maybe the colony itself is like, uh, yeah, sometimes the corals like, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, which kind of Jason, which uh, acro is it? The flame, fox flame acro. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a coral that's been growing for me like a weed. I throw it in my backyard like a hackett, you know. it's. I know it's a popular coral, but it just I don't want to be like, okay, I'm going to post a little thing online and sell some. Fr- I, like, I don't want to go through that, so I now just hack it. Now you're going to get reefers that are going to come hang out in your backyard. Right? <laughs> There's just dead <laughs> dead versions of it out there, but yeah, I don't know. Something's, I may, it's not going well for me on that one anymore. 
Hmm. Do people uh, do that? I, I that's gotta be the weirdest thing to watch from a distance is what? just some dude throwing dead corals or just coral frags in his backyard. That's <laughs> me. I just, this, I just have this like cartoon image of like. <clears throat> well, what do you do out, with it? Dad's I mean, out there throwing coral in the backyard again. <laughs> my doorstop for my fence gate is a dead goniopera, like flower pot skeleton that's like this big. <laughs> I've got coral skeletons in my landscaping. I obviously have them for decor in my house now. Uh, I've got them all over the place. I always joke like a hundred years from now, some archaeologist or paleontologist, whatever, they're going to be digging and they're like, there was a reef here. This yeah. questions all our thoughts about what was here a thousand years ago. The we Red thought it was Sea like a, used to connect here. Yeah, yeah, this is a Red Sea core. We thought it was a deciduous forest a thousand years ago. <laughs> That's what happened millions of years ago. They're finding the Petoskey stones in Michigan and... Yeah, some guys like, just, they threw just had it away. They just had coral tanks back then. What up? You know, <laughs> my neighbor was the victim uh, well, of all my any of my dead livestock. I hated that guy. I would always just, <laughs> just chuck it. Over just the chucked fence. it at his house. <laughs> <laughs> the best is like Xenia. Like that stuff smells so bad. <laughs> oh man, I had a sea slug, and oh, that thing died, and so I had to net him out and. Good God, it smelled bad. I chunked that thing right at his front door, and it it landed in the bushes right, <laughs> at, right outside his front door. So it was perfect. Oh, oh man. I was so it's happy when you moved. Georgia's brutal. <laughs> what, a, what a weird place. Heard about your peach crop. It's not good. I yeah I I don't know what the reef club is like now I'm, I'm sure it's awesome and Raj you had a much longer involvement with it I can only speak to what it was 22 years ago and I it had to I had to compare it to like going to Jake's store and there's a reef club meeting and there's a keg outside and there's people grilling food and you want to go ski this weekend and it was like this like and then I came to the first reef club meeting in Atlanta. And we got in trouble because after the Reef Club, we went to Taco Mac and we had beers. And somebody voiced concern with the Reef Club about drunk driving and this and that. And it was just like, all right, I'm never going to another Reef Club meeting again. <laughs> no offense to the Atlanta Reef Club. I'm sure it was a lot cooler after that. But like this was 22 years ago. So I don't know. We had a, we had a good stint and we would have yeah. uh, coolers back there with corals and beer. See? And so we would that hang would be out good. and just talk reef and you know we'd have our speaker or whatever else was going on um and then we started doing um like non-speaker events so we would just go to a restaurant and i would set it up ahead of time saying hey you know we're going to bring x number of people so i need this section for us i want some specials i want this that and the other and they were like hell yeah we'd, we'd love that and we'd go do mm. trivia night they would have food specials they'd have drinks and it was just great. It was just a social event because, you know, I mean, that that's what we were kind of doing with the learning events, too. And I was like, let's just do yeah. one that's straight up social. Um, and those were a big hit. Um, that's good. But the attendance, and this was after I was done, like, and this is when Facebook's groups started getting bigger. And then people started gravitating more towards that versus the forums. And then they lost that personal connection because they were just they would watch videos rather than go in person. 
So I, I really don't know how it's doing now. I don't, you know, I haven't really checked. I, check, I mean, I, I sometimes put stuff for sale there just because I know it's local and, you know, it's like, okay, well, it's a hobbyist. They could probably benefit from mm-hmm. this thing or whatever. But um, I don't know. I just, the, it's like, okay, I may be able to get 50 bucks for this or 50 bucks for that. But after you've had a few no-shows and or you get the one guy that, it's kind of be like, ooh, I mean, like I, this guy's like, oh, you have a beautiful daughter, and I'm like, she's twelve, yeah. like, you know, right. Then it was like, you know what, throwing it in the backyard and yep. letting some paleontologists find it a thousand years later started to sound a lot <laughs> better. <laughs> um, I still do sell stuff occasionally there, but I don't know. I just, it's, I'm not in that. I'm not in it to make money. You know, yeah. It's, I'd rather give it away. Um, that's even worse it, though. I, I found that to be harder. Yeah. When I start, when I tried giving stuff away, they would want me to deliver it or meet them. Or I'm like, no, I'm giving this to yeah. you for free. You're going to come when it's convenient for me. And here's the rules. Here's the time. But people would get so mad. I, I gave away a tank, full tank set up with stand and everything. And I said, look, here's the deal. It has to be picked up today. has to be picked up within these hours. And I'm not lifting a finger. Um, and the get you know the guy reached out said hey I can be there right away I'm like cool okay it's yours and a bunch of other people said hey I can come at this time I can come at that time I can come on such and such day um, this guy came I went to lunch was at work he picked it up and you know never saw him again and I've actually never ever seen him I've talked to him online um, yeah but if he was standing in front of me I wouldn't know him. I wouldn't know that that's the guy. And the guy that called dibs on the tank that had all these conditions about when he was going to be able to pick it up was so furious that he didn't get it. He was like, no, that was mine. I called dibs and you just gave it to your friend and this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, first of all, it's my tank. I can give it to whoever I want to. Um, Oh, and he got mad that I wouldn't name the guy. I was like, oh, I'm not telling you who it is so you can harass him about it what are you gonna do right it's like it's nobody's (laughs) business it was my tank i gave it away to somebody and they're gonna use it that was the other conditions no flipping it i want somebody that's actually gonna use it and then years later right so this was the the right guy to give the tank to years later he breaks the tank down and he's like hey you know i've i'm breaking i've broken the tank down and i'm i'm gonna get rid of it is it okay if I sell this? I was like, yes, absolutely. You put in a lot of work on it. You know, you've used it. You did everything that I'd wanted somebody to do. It is your tank. Absolutely sell it if you want to sell it or, you know, you don't have to give it away. Yeah. But yeah. You're like a wizard, you know, (laughs) sent off a, you sent off a little, you know, a person to do a a mission. He came back and he's like, I've completed my mission. The wizard says you, you may sell. You may sell. <laughs> Your reward for this work. Well, you get cynical because, I mean, it's like the early days. I moved to Atlanta, and I remember this lawyer worked like downtown, high-profile lawyer guy. He's like, hey, went on vacation, came back, everything's dead. And I was like, I, and I, I remember messaging him. I'm like, hey, man, that sucks. Uh, I'm just a I just grad like I'm a kid who just graduated from college and I've got like my first job and I'm paying off a student loan, but I'm like, I got frags. I'm going to hook you up. So I gave him a bunch of frags. We became friends. 
And I met another guy, he was an HVAC technician, right? So you got like a high profile lawyer, this kid paying off a student loan debt and an HVAC guy. And like, we just go for beers, we trade corals. We were the only people into SBS at the time. And then we get reprimanded for going for beers after. And, and then you just try to recreate that camaraderie or as like, you know, Jake and Chris would call the reefers code. You try to recreate that with a circle of people and I would try and I would, the next set of people I'm like, here, free corals. And then a week later they're selling my corals. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man. You know, and it just happened enough times that, you know, Jake jokes, but like I became a hermit. Like I don't know anybody in Atlanta that keeps reef tanks. Like I know Raj now, but I, I really got to know Raj through Jake. I don't hang out with anybody that keeps a reef tank. I don't like go like, oh, let's go drink beers in the basement and stare at a reef. Like none of that happens anymore. I tried. I tried multiple times and just got burned where I was like, it's just not worth my time. And it's kind of sad that it, you know, it's, it's maybe, it, maybe it's an, I, you know, I'm a sample size of one. So maybe that's not the way things are out there, but it, it just kind of bummed me out where I was like, you know, I don't need this. Like I still like keeping reef tanks and I can interact with people online that live in Colorado or live in California and like, oh, check this thing out, you know, and, and have a good time. So maybe, yeah. maybe we should do that. Let's go hang out at a reefer's place, just staring yeah. at his tank, have some scotch, maybe a Cuban. There you go. Yeah. I'm game. Okay. I got some, I've got some doo-doo brown Jason Fox frags for you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why they're brown right now, but. If you're not here by four o'clock, they're gone in the lawn. <laughs> well, like my lawn service is always like, would you like the annual lime treatment to raise the pH of your soil? I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> you know? Oh, good. I think we need a bumble for reef keepers, I think is what you're trying to say yeah. here. Just trying to find some reefing friends. <laughs> I do, yeah. Well, I miss the old days, man. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, how, what was her name? <laughs> Who worked at the Georgia Aquarium? Sally something? Do you remember her, Raj? She had like the most amazing reef tanks. And mm -hmm. it was just like, she was a stay-at-home mom back then. And she eventually worked for the Georgia Aquarium, which was awesome. But she had like the most amazing reef aquariums. And uh, yeah, anyway. See, now I'm going down deep. Anyway, <laughs> continue, Remy. <laughs> I was just trying to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do want to. If you guys want to say anything before we before we uh, go for the evening, yeah. uh, please please feel free. I think I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys again. If I was there, we could have our own little reef club of three. But unfortunately, it's just like you guys. Apparently, um, have fun with your Cubans and your drinks. I'll just be here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to say thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, as usual, for uh, Raj or Mark or myself, please leave them in the comment section below. We'll do our best to get to those. And remember to, remember to use the code RT10 when you grab an ICP test at icpanalysis.com. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. See you, Bye, guys. Man.